Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of the Pool Guy Show. Today's episode is titled, How Not to Get Sued. I'm going to go over some things that may cause liability in your business, particularly in the pool service business. If you're looking for the best app available to automate your billing, organize your pool route, notify your customers, and track your repairs, go to useaquasuite.com. Aquasuite has been built by the pool industry professionals for the pool industry professionals to give us the tools we need to get the most out of our business. Tell them you heard about it on the Pool Guy Podcast Show for an exclusive offer when you sign up. So I'm going to cover some common things that could cause you some liability while you're doing pool service out there. Um, I guess I should preface this by saying that you should not step into someone's backyard in any industry, and in particular in the pool service industry, without general liability insurance. So I definitely recommend getting it. If you join my coaching program, you get a discount on it. You get the $100 application fee waived, and you get 10% off a month through the SPA Insurance, SPPA. And I don't sell the insurance myself. I'm not a licensed broker. I also don't get any kickbacks from the insurance company, nor do I receive any kind of free service as far as my insurance. There are laws that that regulate the insurance industry, So I pay the same rate as the guys in my group pay. I get the 10% discount, but I still pay my full premium. I don't get any any money from SPPA Spa uh, because that would break the um, rules of the insurance industry. But I think it's an excellent company to work with. You can get the insurance outside my group. It's very affordable still. Um, You can go to their their website, um, thesppa.com. Again, that's the word the, and then SPPA.com. You can learn more about the rates there. I would uh, suggest if you're going to sign up to shop around, but you'll see that they're probably the lowest um, rates around for the coverage they give you. So with that said, I carry uh, $3 million total insurance on my route and $1 million per occurrence. Plus, I also have an umbrella insurance policy um, that covers my vehicle for another uh, $500,000 in case I get into an accident or something. And my regular policy of a quarter of a million dollars won't cover it. I get an extra 500000 on top of that. So I carry the maximum insurance on my business um, because this is a very litigious society. People will sue you for just about anything, anytime. And so I'm going to go over some things here that will prevent you from having any kind of liability out there. I probably will miss a few things, but I'm going to cover um, the big things that could get you in trouble out there servicing pools for a living. I'll start with the most common mistake that a lot of guys make is that they decide to fill their customer's pool up because they, they get to the stop and notice that the pool is low on water. So if you are in the habit of filling up customers' pools, more than likely you're going to leave the hose on and it's going to flood the yard could flood the house Um, it could do damage to the neighbor's property so probably the number one liability in this industry is when you go to fill up a customer's pool 
and you turn the water on. So make it a uh, policy that you don't fill pools up. It's up to the customer to fill their own pool. Have it in writing in the service agreement. That way there's no liability on your part. Now, there are a few cases like, for instance, I take care of some vacant homes where there's nobody in residence. In that case, you can get, uh, if you don't have an in-deck autofill, you can get the pool sentry. It connects to a garden hose, and that can add water to the pool during the week. They're very reliable. If there's any kind of leak there, it'll be just a small drip leak at the uh, pool sentry itself. Um, It's like $100 for that particular product. If you do have to fill the pool at a property for whatever reason, I always leave my truck keys on the fill valve so that I never leave the premises without turning off the water. I can't tell you how many times I've got back to my truck without my keys and I realize I'm filling this pool up. So there are exceptions where you may have to fill the pool if you're doing vacant properties like I do. Um, But in most cases, if there's residents in the property, you do not want to fill the pool because you're liable for all the damage caused by you leaving the water on. Now, if you have general liability insurance, of course, they'll pay the claim for you after your deductible. I can't remember exactly what it is for SPPA. I think it's a $1,000 deductible. Like uh, most insurance have deductible. Auto insurance has deductibles also if you get in an accident. If it's less than 1000 then you have to pay out of your pocket in most cases. So I uh, definitely want to have that liability insurance. And the also the underwriter will fight for you. If, if you're falsely accused of leaving the water on, they're not going to just pay the claim out. They're going to make sure that they uh, fight for you in that case also. Um, so definitely do not fill the customer's pool. That's rule number one. The second thing that could happen is you're unfamiliar with the chlorine products. So, you know, if you're putting in a certain product to the pool, I'll take, for example, um, the algae ban. Um, it's a trichlor granular, and you can use this in pools. It's, it's used specifically to treat severe algae, like black algae. However, there's a lot of... Um, drawbacks to this product. Number one, it could stain the plaster. If you put it in a fiberglass pool or a pebble tech pool or a vinyl pool, um, you'll definitely stain the surface of the pool with the trichlor granular. If you pour um, calhypo directly into a vinyl pool, chances are you're going to leave a mark in the vinyl liner and stain it. So there are certain chlorine products that um, can be unsafe to use unless you're familiar with them. So uh, I know a lot of new guys will think the trichlor is really powerful. It's 99% chlorine, basically, by weight, um, half of its cyanuric acid, but that's for another podcast. Um, but basically, it's it's got a, a great killing ability of algae, but it also has a great staining ability of pools. So that goes hand in hand. So if you're going to use the trichlor, I only use it in white plaster pools. I'll use it in a color plaster pool on occasion if there's a lot of modeling in the pool, the plaster is really old, uh, but you want to stay away from anything besides the white plaster pool, and you want to be able to use it properly by sprinkling it and not letting it pile up in a certain area. So if you do use that, you could damage the plaster of the customer's pool, which causes liability there, so you don't want to do that. Um, So know your chlorine types. The safest chlorine to use in any pool is liquid chlorine. Even in a vinyl pool, if you use the normal um, maintenance dose of liquid chlorine, you're not going to stain the vinyl liner unless somehow you pour it directly on the liner, which is hard to do when it's full of water. So definitely know your chlorine types because you can actually stain a pool um, by improper use of certain chlorines. 
Another thing in line with the chlorine is the pH. So you want to keep an eye on the pH of a pool because if it gets corrosive or too low, if you're not paying attention, you're just adding acid willy-nilly to a pool and the pH drops below you know, 6.8, 6.4, chances are you're going to get some staining from any kind of metal that's in the equipment, um, you know, either the rod in the filter or um, a heater, heat exchange, anything like that will... Um, drop out into the pool and cause staining in the pool. So keep an eye on the pH in the pool. That's really important. Uh, you don't want it to get too low because you're liable if you're servicing a pool and the chemistry is so out of balance that it becomes corrosive to the pool, pool surface or the equipment. So the chemistry balance is really important when you're servicing pools. And those are just two examples of liability by not adjusting the pH properly at the proper levels, which is anywhere from 7.4 to 7.8 would be the ideal range for the pH in a pool. Let's move on to some big don'ts if you are doing this for a living. And the first one is don't drain the fiberglass pool. Now there's two types of fiberglass pools. There's the ones that they build in similar to an in-ground pool. Those should only be drained if you're going to you know, respray the fiberglass on those. You really can't do any kind of acid wash on a fiberglass pool. That'll just take off um, the coating on it. And you don't want to drain a drop-in fiberglass pool. These are the ones that are dropped in the backyard with a crane, and they're not built into the, the backyard. They're actually just dropped in. So what happens if you drain one of these fiberglass pools, which you shouldn't be doing anyway unless you're replacing it, um, if it's green, you can turn it back to blue, which is chemi chemicals in most cases. Um, but if you do drain the fiberglass pool, what can happen? It'll pop out of the ground because um, the weight of the water is what's holding the fiberglass pool in the ground after they build it. So don't drain a fiberglass pool that's dropped in. And don't drain a regular uh, built-in fiberglass pool to acid wash it either. That's definitely a no-no. Next would be don't drain an in-ground vinyl, vinyl liner pool. Um, these are popular in a lot of regions. We have several of them here in California. Uh, the problem with draining a vinyl, in-ground vinyl pool is that the liner is going to stretch as the water is evacuated from the pool. And as the liner stretches, it's going to pull itself off of the sides of the pool. And to reattach that, you have to have um, some skill to do but you're probably going to rip the liner by draining a vinyl, in-ground vinyl pool just by the nature of how they're built. The only time you're going to drain a vinyl pool is to replace the liner, and that should be done by a professional liner company um, because there's some skill involved also, um, especially around the light fixture or the, the, uh, skimmer, the skimmer area. And above-ground uh, vinyl pools, if they're really large, you don't want to be draining them either because the sides can collapse. You can also tear the liner on those. Um, if you have a small vinyl pool, you can drain it and store it pretty easily. But I'm talking, you know, 10, 12, 20,000 gallon above ground pool should not be drained um, because it's just not necessary and you could damage the structure of the pool and definitely damage the liner by draining the pool. So you don't want to do any of that either. And the in-ground liners are, are not inexpensive. So if you damage one of those, um, it's going to cost some money to replace it. So what about draining a plaster pool, a Pebble Tech pool, so that you can, maybe it's green and you want to drain it to fill it up or the, the cyanuric acid level got too high or if you're going to do an acid wash to those. So here's a few cautions with draining a 
plaster pool. Number one, you probably aren't going to have the pool pop out of the ground on you. That's extremely rare. But however, there are some things to be aware of when you drain a pool. And I'll talk about the pop out a little bit more also. Um, one of the things you should be aware of is if the pool plaster has a lot of chipping in it or if it has some cracks in it, if you were to drain that pool and give it an acid wash, chances are you do a lot more damage to the plaster that's already chipping. Even draining a pool with cracks and chips in it and not doing an acid wash um, will cause damage when the sun hits it. And if you leave it drained for more than a day or two, you can cause even more damage to it. So you definitely do not want to drain um, one of these pools and leave it empty, especially if it has cracks in the plaster or chips in the plaster. And I don't recommend acid washing any plaster pool or pebble tick pool that has cracks or chips in it. You'll just make it worse, and it could lead to liability because you drained it, you acid washed it, and you made it you made the damage to the surface even worse than before you started. So back to the pool popping out of the ground. Now, the insurance that I mentioned at the beginning, the spa insurance, uh, does cover you for pop-outs if that were to ever happen to you. But basically, you know, 80% of the wa- of the pool weight is water. So every gallon of water is like 8 pounds. Um, so you can see that there's, you know, in a 20,000-gallon pool, there's a lot of weight holding it in. So the only time that you would ever worry about it popping out is if you drain it when there's like a huge storm and the ground's getting really wet around the pool or if you're draining the water out of the pool in fact you can if you drain it like right next to the pool or into the ground by the pool um, that could be a problem but other than that um, it's very rare for the pool to to pop out Um, you know if you have a high water table in your area and you have poor drainage there's a possibility that could happen um, but very unlikely, uh, one of the guys in the group was talking to a builder in Florida. He, he built twelve, over 1,200 pools in Florida, um, and he only had three pools ever pop out, two or three pools ever pop out, I can't remember the exact number, out of the 1,200 pools, and those were being built during heavy rainstorms. So it's very rare for it to pop out when the pool's empty, and I wouldn't worry too much about that. I would worry more about doing damage to it, um, by doing the acid washing correctly or other things that you could do as like draining a pool that has cracks and chips in it. Um, there's some pools in Florida that have um, hydrostolic uh, pressure relief plugs. There are other regions near where, the, uh, where, that, where they could pop out of the ground. Um, when you pull these hydrostolic pressure relief plugs, sometimes you have trouble getting them back in, so be aware of that if you do pull any of these out. Um, basically, just work fast. Just drain the pool the first day, do the acid wash, and fill it right when you finish the acid wash, and you should be fine. I wouldn't recommend draining a pool if there's like a heavy storm. Um, I believe most of the pop-outs happen with empty pools during a hurricane where you're getting like, you know, 8 to 20 inches of rain in in one day. So it's not going to happen in a, in a regular situation in most cases. And if you feel uncomfortable doing it, definitely refer it out to someone else to do the acid wash. So let's talk about some of the smaller things that you can do that could be li- you can be liable for. One of the things that I always check when I get to an account are that has multiple um, ports in the suction line, maybe an attached spa or a cleaner, is the Jandy valve handles and even the return lines, of course, if they have a return to the spa or a water feature, is to make sure that the Jandy valve, most of the valves in my area are Jandy valves, that the handles have 
the safety tab on the bottom intact. This prevents you from overturning it and deadheading the pump or stopping the return from going to the pool. So if you're not careful and you, you're doing service and you don't, you're not aware that this is a liability, it is a big liability, so make sure that the handles have that safety tab and replace them. They're ridiculously priced. I think they're like $12 or $14 just for the handle, and you got to buy the nuts separately. However, it's worth replacing um, if they are broken because the customer could overturn the valve and turn off the flow to the pump or turn off the return line, which could cause the filter to explode, and that's a, a lot of liability there. So that's a small thing, but don't overlook the small thing like the Jandy valve handles um, at a pool. Make sure they're working properly. Also make sure that the spawn pool drain covers are not broken. If they are, inform the customer um, in writing that these need to be replaced and they need to replace them. And generally they'll usually do that. Um, you can hire someone to dive down there and replace the main drain on your pool. You can drain it, drain the pool and replace the drain covers, however you want to do it, but they have to be functioning and working properly or there's some liability there for you. Also make sure that the customer's gates are working, that the gate entering the pool area actually latches. I prefer the customer's lock their gates. And if they have a child mesh gate that's um, blocking the pool from access, just make sure that you close it and make sure that it's locked all the time. I always um, jiggle the handle of those mesh gates to make sure that they're locked in place. And you don't want to leave any gates open uh, if a child falls in. Um, there's some pretty big liability there. So definitely you want to make sure that the gates are closed around the pool area. It's kind of a no-brainer, but a lot of guys will overlook that. But make sure that you definitely check the gates every time you go to an account. And of course, I always make sure the gates are closed because I don't want to let the dog out. Um, I've chased my share dogs out there. So there's some liability there too if the do something happens to the dog or if the dog bites somebody that you let out. Um, you get into some weird legal areas there. So make sure the gates are closed and no dogs are going to get out or no kids are going to get into the pool area. I would say don't do anything also with the equipment that you're not um, comfortable doing. So if the customer wants to install a heater, you'd never put a gas line in. I would say do not do that. Um, you know, if you're not licensed to do something in California, you can do any job $500 or less without a um, D35 or a general contractor's license. So know your limitations on repairs. And to be honest with you, it's probably better a better business model when you're starting out to just sub out all the repair work anyway. Uh, you'll spend more time cleaning and servicing pools and let someone else take care of the repairs. So if you're not familiar with putting in electrical or plumbing, um, if you put in if you install a pump and you don't do the plumbing correctly and the um, cement comes off the pipe and water leaks everywhere and floods the backyard. Um, you're liable for that because you plumbed it in. So anything in that arena that you're not 100% comfortable with doing, I definitely recommend subbing out to a company that specializes in repairs and stay away from doing that because if you do something wrong, you're definitely liable for that. So a basic rule of thumb to avoid liability is don't do anything um, that would cause liability. I know that's like circular logic, but it's a, true, a truism um, that... You know, if you step outside your area and you're 
you want to be nice to the customer by filling their pool because uh, maybe she's they're elderly and you want to just take that burden off of them. Chances are you're going to leave the water on and then you have a huge liability. Um, again, you may be unfamiliar with a lot of pool products and using them for the first time could create liability. I mentioned the trichlor granular and draining pools. If you're uncomfortable draining a pool of any type, again, I gave you the cautions on the vinyl and fiberglass pools, but if you feel uncomfortable about draining a pool to refill it, um, let someone else who has the professional knowledge that you don't have yet do it. There's nothing wrong with um, contacting someone in um, your field and letting them do the work. It doesn't make you look any less competent. You're just avoiding liability, and you don't want to do certain things that would cause liability. And just know what you're good at. You may just be good at servicing pools um, and customer service, but you may not be proficient yet at doing other things like repairs or draining pools and acid washes. So it's important to know your limitations and don't um, do things that may cause liability. And you kind of know it because you'll have the feeling of, you know, I'm not sure I should be doing this or I don't know if I'm doing this correctly. At that point, you should stop yourself before you make a mistake that could cost you money. And one last thing that I probably should mention is you don't really want to be the middleman in any kind of um, project. So, for instance, if the customer wants their pool replastered, refer them to plaster companies in your area and do not be the person that hires the plaster company and then you get your cut and then they, you, you build a customer for the plaster job because what happens if the plaster doesn't turn out right, which could happen and does happen, and you're the person in the middle, well, then the customer is going to be asking you why didn't the plaster come out correctly, then you're going to be contacting the plaster company, and it's just a big mess with you in the middle, and I would not get in the middle of any kind of big deal like that. If the customer wants their whole equipment pad replaced, you know, and it's a seven, $8,000 job, just get your, your commission or your referral fee from uh, a licensed installer, and let them deal directly with the customer. Let them build the customer directly. So if there's any kind of issue with the install, they'll contact the installer, and you'll be out of the loop. You'll be you won't be holding the bag um, for the installer. So just keep yourself keep that in mind that if you're going to be giving work out to other people, just let them build the customer directly. Um, it's much cleaner that way for you, and the customer understands that. Um, there are people that do certain services that you don't provide, and they're going to get billed directly from them. And that also goes to the fact that if um, you are in the middle and the job's not completed, then you're you're holding the bag to get the job completed. So there's all kinds of drawbacks with you being in the middle um, when you're referring work out. And I guess lastly, you should also be aware what your liability policy covers. There are exclusions. For instance, uh, most policies will exclude any liability, any paying off, paying any claims if you drain a fiberglass or vinyl pool. So be aware of those exclusions in your policy, and just read it carefully and know that it's not going to cover you for things that you shouldn't be doing out there. Um, the insurance company that I use, the SPPA Spa. There's a one-year exclusion from doing any repairs if you're new to the service industry, and that's there for a reason, because a lot of mistakes are going to be made if you if you're not um, trained properly to do um, repairs and installs. So, 
you could also be liable or be liable for the um, payment or payout of any kind of lawsuit if you're doing something that's excluded from your liability policy. So be aware of that. It's very similar to auto insurance. If you don't have, for instance, uninsured driver and you let your uh, sister drive your car and she crashes it, well, they're not covered and they're not going to pay the claim in that case unless you have uninsured driver coverage. So just be aware that general liability policies are a lot like auto insurance or homeowner policies where there are exclusions for doing things that are outside um, the policy guidelines. And with that said, if you're a homeowner listening to this podcast, you definitely want to make sure you hire um, a pool service provider with general liability insurance and ask to see a copy of their policy. You don't want them in your backyard unless they're fully insured. And if you do take care of your own pool and you're looking for more pool care help, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. I have a lot of helpful links there. Also on my website, there's a, a link to the endorsed service providers that I recommend for your area. So if you do need, if you do need something like an acid wash done, um, check out uh, the providers that may be in your local area that can do that for you. If you do pool service for a living and you need more help, more one-on-one help, or if you just want to expand your business, or if you want to connect with other pool guys, um, you may consider joining my coaching program. I also offer a lot of great discounts with the um, companies that partner with me in the coaching program. For instance, you can buy the Riptide and get $100 off. And I mentioned you get 10% off your spa insurance if you sign up through my coaching program. So there's a lot of great benefits there. You can learn more about my coaching program at um, the pool, poolguycoaching.com. And I have all the benefits listed there. You can also learn about it from my um, regular website, swimmingpoollearning.com. So again, just be careful out there. You don't want to be the one holding the bag for any kind of liability. So don't do anything that's out of the box for you. And just basically use common sense and really think things through before you do anything at a customer's uh, property. This podcast has been brought to you by InyoPools.com. InyoPools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts since 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have the parts delivered right to your door. And the podcast is also brought to you by the Riptide Pool Vacuum System. The Riptide is a powerful vacuum system that will allow you to get large debris off the bottom of the pool rapidly. To learn more about the Riptide, you visit their website at www.riptidevac.com. So I hope you found this podcast helpful. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.